Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.33 in Evans and welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Time for Spectre and Stoffer brought to you by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Thursday nights, Saturdays and Sundays. Out at Century Mile in Nisku. And we'll tell you the guests on the show receive guest certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie, Brendan, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Spec, how are you? Let me turn that mic up right there. See, now I'm smart enough. I wait for you to get your act together on that board before I start talking, Bob. I got yeah. you figured out now. Tell you, we had some uh, mi- we had some minor technical <laughs> difficulties when we were in uh, Vancouver a couple times. Cause, oh, did you? Uh, yeah, well, because I'm not an engineer. Right. Like, you know, it's... But you have been setting these boards up. You know what's on happened, the road for like no, we don't life. set them up. They have engineers on the road. Okay. I haven't done that for. In fact, this don't year, you sit in your hotel room when you're like covering the orders. Uh, well, I mean, don't every, you have a little box you carry around? Don't right? you notice that it's over the phone? So you just do it over the phone. What? Ha- okay, here's what happens oh. for for playoffs. We go down and do them in the rink. Sure, but in the regular season, depending upon the yeah, travel and all that kind of stuff, uh, when I do the Golden Bears, I set everything up. At the NHL level, there's an engineer in every market that's, of that brings and a board up, and all that stuff. All that stuff, right. right? But here's what happened this year: we didn't have that in Germany and Sweden, so I did do the setups in Germany and Sweden. Right. Then we went to New York City for the first uh, regular season game, and for the first time, Mister Spector. Yes. In the previous ten years, the engineer always showed up. Didn't show up. Didn't show up. Okay. okay. So now I got to haul, you know what, and, and race, and you've been Figure MSG. Figure out how to do it. What? So I have the stuff on the bus. Under Now, yeah. you can explain to listeners, how yeah. many levels does MSG? Yeah, it's on like the seventh floor. You got to go down that curvy. Right. You're, run, so you're running out stairs. Who do I bump into? James Dolan with his security guy. Oh, good. And Daryl Cates, Wayne Gretzky, and their security guys, right? It was pretty funny. And of course, them setting up any boards. No, and I was huffing and puffing on my way because I was going up and down. So, okay. We break into this program with some breaking news from the Edmonton Oilers. They have extended qualifying offers to the following players Jujar Kara, 
and Jesse Pugliar. Yeah, and we mentioned that, as you know, in the previously, but they've made it official. Not exactly breaking news, but they did make it official. Yes, and we are <laughs> waiting, uh, which also means, I believe, is it... Uh, well, one of, I think it's Tyler Vessel didn't get qualified because we knew that we'd already heard that Raddy wasn't going to get qualified and Reader wasn't going to get qualified. I'd have to hop on capgeek.com, but I'm pretty sure Vessel is the one on the farm right. that we needed to hear from. We've sent Brendan Escott on a task at uh, anything out of Calgary, Dallas, and uh, Washington, Washington in particular. I mean, Andre Burakovsky, Brian McClellan, who, by the way, spec on uh, Thursday or on Wednesday, I went to go interview uh, Ken Holland. Yep. Uh, we ran that interview on Thursday just before the press availability that was there Thursday afternoon. Yep. We had a nice conversation it. with Ken. And uh, we got delayed because Brian McClellan was at the same hotel as Ken Holland, and mm-hmm. there they were having this conversation. And uh, Andre Burakovsky. Uh, the report came out uh, Friday that there's a chance the Capitals do not qualify him at $3 million. And I would suggest to you that would be a guy Ooh. that there would be healthy interest around oh, the league. Sure. Somebody maybe trying to sign a two-year deal, $2 bucks, something like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, there's some skill there. Yeah. Right? And that's, you know, that that suits, how would I say? He's a player with top six skill for sure, right? Yeah. However, there's a reason that... that Washington's not hanging on to them, too. I think there's... Well, they've also got a cap crunch themselves. Well, no, pun in, no pun intended. Yeah, most teams do. Uh, but nonetheless, he would be an upgrade to what the orders have in their top six among wingers. Absolutely. Certainly in their top nine. Like, I think I he's probably sure. a middle six forward. Spec, let's do this. It seems so often over the last six weeks we've had to talk about Milan Lucic and Yessa Pugliarvi. Mm-hmm. But you know what? we got to talk about Yessa Pugliarvi. The agent has spoken and said what he said. I'm going to say, normally I say 75% on the player, 25% on the team. Mm -hmm. I will say that the Oilers have got to accept more responsibility than just 25% in terms of what's happened here with Paul Yarby. So maybe it's a 50-50 split. And in terms of the player, the agency is part of the player's end of it. And so some of what's happened here is a bit with the agent, who's got other Oilers players, including Mikko Koskinen. But... What do you think they ultimately get for him? What, like, what do you think is the most logical scenario moving forward here? We're, we're sitting here on the 20, what is it, the 25th? Yep. We're five days away. Like, free agency is July 1st. Number one, is Paul Yarby going to get traded to an, another team? Number two, is he going to end up back in Europe? Or number three, is there going to be a Mia Culpa on behalf of the agent and the player and he ends up back in Edmonton? What's the most likely scenario for you? Well, I don't think he'll be traded now. I think once you get through the draft, if he wasn't traded by end of day Saturday, I think that ship has mostly sailed, right? He's clearly been offered. Everybody in the league knows that Ken Holland was willing to deal him. Uh, We just passed through the most active trading window and he didn't get dealt. So that ship sailed, I think, Bob. Uh, now the ball is entirely in the agent's court, right? He is a player that would be qualified here at 874, I think. Yeah, 5% uh, increase. Or- right, 5% increase, 875. Um, so can he make that much playing? Let's just throw a team out there. How about Yerry Curry's team in Yolkrit, right? The yeah. KHL team in Helsinki. Right. They do not currently have his rights, by the way. Another team in the KHL has this. Yeah, well, they could make sure. Yeah, they okay, make, they, they could, could figure make, that out. But that's a good out. question. Maybe they can't figure it out. So, A, what do you make there? B, uh, there's a. I was talking to some Finnish colleagues. Uh, the Finnish Elite League team in Karpat, named Karpat, is in Ulu, which is very close to where Jesse grew up. 
and there was some thoughts that he may want to play there, but that team will not pay any... They don't make that much money in that league. So is it about money? Is it where you want to play? Can he find the gig he wants in the KHL? Or as you point out, Bob, is, does the agent look around for a little while here and go, you know what, maybe our best option is to come back to camp here and try to figure this out? Yeah. Completely in the player's I, I will, side of things. I don't know how they will decide, Bob. I, w- I would say this, Mark. I don't think the ship has sailed on a potential trade. Okay. okay? Um, as an example. I think they could get Tristan Jari from Pittsburgh for Yessa Pugliarvi. Uh, we mentioned names like Julian Goche, and boy, that didn't help. There are a lot of people in oil country that didn't like that suggestion. This is a guy that scored 27 goals last year in the AHL for Carolina. Mm-hmm. Carolina is the obvious fit, and the reason why Carolina is the obvious fit is the client of the guy that we have coming up at 135, and that's Jerry Johansson. He's got Sebastian Ajo, okay. and uh, Ajo has told people, I know how to play with Pugliarvi. If you don't think he hasn't told Carolina that, yep. right, that, that he can, and you know what, if I was a GM, that would be a risk worth taking for me. I'm, I would say, you know what, I can, I mean, this is something Glenn Sather used to do, was reclamation projects at this stage, and he has yep. now become, but I, I, I do believe that there might even be some, you know, we've heard Pittsburgh, wouldn't surprise me if Tampa were a team that might be interested in him as well, and those markets makes. but does it guarantee a trade? No, it doesn't. And the other reason why, the other thing, you want to know, Mark, where you're at by, say, Thursday. Yeah. Heading into the weekend, right? Oh, for sure. Because if you're Edmonton and you're getting back, let's say you're getting back a current player and he's a $2 million player. No, you need to know. Then that's taking you out of the Brett Connolly mix right here, right now. Yeah. Right? Now, if you're getting back a guy that's a prospect that's trying to make the NHL team next year, that's a completely yeah. different type of player and a di- different price point. But I do think he could be moved. I do agree with you that... The the pick package is now out the window because you're not trading them for a 2020. So you had that window at the 2019 draft. The, the draft always provides uh, assets to go back and forth in an immediate fashion. I'm giving you a, a fourth-round pick, Bob. You're going to pick it tomorrow, yeah. not a year from tomorrow. Brendan, can you do this for me? Can you look up the Brian, you pull that Brian Burke quotes that we ran uh, just before Elliot Friedman's appearance on Friday's show on Oilers Now? And uh, Brian Burke uh, talking about uh, the whole situation with Paul Yarby. Just give me a thumbs up when you have it, and we'll let her rip from there. It was, it was pretty humorous stuff, and uh, as Brian is one to do. I just so I always feel like you know, Don Waddell's known for you know the Carolina GM is known for quite some time that Paul Yarby's available. This isn't news to him now. There's a reason he hasn't pulled the trigger on a deal yet. Uh, that's not saying that he couldn't change his mind, but. Jim Rutherford and uh, Ken Holland had talked to each other more than once over the period of the draft. Uh, you know, we all know Jimmy Rutherford's a guy that pulls the trigger on a deal, Bob. He's not a guy that sits in his hands. Uh, it, no deal happened there. So does it all of a sudden, does people all change their minds and make a deal now? Maybe. But I'm telling you that every GM in the league has passed on whatever Ken Holland was offering, and I don't see why they'd be changing their minds now. All right. Is this true, what Brian Burke had to say on Thursday's edition of Oilers? Now, this is after the story broke that Paul Yarby, you know, didn't want to return to Edmonton, basically asked for a trade. Uh, Brian Burke, for friends, our friends at Canadian Power Pack. You're not in a position to demand a trade when you haven't accomplished anything. The better way to do this would have been go quietly, Kenny and say, look, it's not working out. See what you can work out with you. And then you can always issue ultimatums and threats later on in the summer. Doing it now and doing it publicly, 
he just turned anyone in Edmonton, any fan in Edmonton that was in his corner, he just turned him against. Do you agree with that? Um, the fan base is so loyal, and there's so many people that love Jesse Pogliarvi. I think maybe Brian overstates that. He did turn a lot of people, though. Like you, Brian is right in, you know, it, it give me 100 Jesse Pogliarvi fans, and I think that 25 or 30 of them said, you know what? Forget this kid. Well, not forget him, but, you know. Do you know what the other factor in this is that supports Pogliarvi? 12 out of 13 years out of the playoffs. Is there, and, you know. There's a the, history here, for sure. Right? Like, people are saying, well, you know, they've they've squandered assets. Like, they traded. Look, we all like Adam Larson, but they traded the league MVP away for yep. Adam Larson, right? Like the, Sure. Uh, Neil Yakupov never played. First overall, never played. We can we right? can speak now, volumes that, about David. why. We can speak volumes about why, Bob. But in the end, the cold hard fact is there's a number one pick for this team that never played. Yeah. So now we go to Jesse Poyarvi, number four is not playing right now very much, and yeah. I get it. I get it. But um, listen, the I think that I don't like the agents play here. I think Brian's exactly right on doing it quietly. First of all, A, every other GM knows that Kenny Holland's a little bit under the gun. Yeah. And B, Ken Holland is about to make his first trade as an Edmonton Oilers general manager, and he'll be damned if it's going to be a trade that's made with a gun to his head. Yeah. I think you just took a GM and said, trade me, and that GM's going, oh, trade you. It's funny, that so? it's funny because Peter Shirelli was not the warmest of individuals to deal with on a day-to-day basis. I will tell you that if you were part of the traveling entourage, mm-hmm. On that plane, he was fine. Sure. Okay, because there's there's the six degrees of separation for the media mark, and the first degree are the guys that get to travel on that plane. That's who the players know the best because they see them all the time. Sure. Okay, uh, but Peter, I get the sense, um, you know, he's a former agent, and I get the sense that he did very agent friendly deals. Okay. Yeah. Ken Holland is seen a little differently, and he's certainly seen differently by his peers as well. I mean, he's venerable, right? 22 yep. years with one organization. He's forced a heritage it. GM. Right? <laughs> and he's also, yeah. when he, he has a, like, you know what? You can tell he's got core values and beliefs and all that, yeah. but he's just an average guy in the way he delivers it. There's yeah. no... Right, so it's kind but, of. A, but you, when you say core values and beliefs, that's the key for me. He's got certain ways he does things, and in this particular instance, to bring it back to Poyarvi, what he's never done is get pushed around by an agent. Yeah. Get forced into a play because an agent's making a demand. That is something a core value of Ken Holland's that will not get changed out for Jesse Poyarvi. Texas at six thirty, six thirty. So let's say Pugliarvi, he's no longer, like, he's first of all, he's not a prospect. He's played 139 games. Would the Oilers be better off just saying, you know what, Yasa? We're retaining your rights. Go to Europe. Or conversely, would you be prepared to take a, a chance on a guy that's not a stone-cold mortal lock? Because he isn't either at this stage. And get a guy back that there might be some risk associated with. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What would you do? What would you do? Texas at 630, 630. Right now we're going to go to break. It's 1247 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Love it. 1249 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Brendan Escott's here, and so too is Mark Spector. We're going to dip into the Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. By the way, Mark, yes. um, feedback I got in Buffalo. The general consent. You're going to uh, Kirby Doc out of Fort Saskatchewan. Yep, crushed it okay. in the interview process. Guy said it was like he had a regal air about him. <laughs> they were like he was so mature and That's poised. And he wasn't about himself. Mm-hmm. Like there were some other kids no. that were. Hey, listen, you're 18 years old. They're asking you all about yourself. It's he to, was to come in there was, and be selfless he, is he, difficult. He was deferential to his yeah. teammates and right. didn't credit himself for Saskatoon's turnaround. And uh, Chicago made the decision, as you know, Thursday night. They told him Thursday night that he was going to be the pick mm-hmm. at number three. And um, you know, I mean, big. Tall kid, six foot four. You know, good looking, uh, good looking guy. Like looks good looking the, hockey player. Like he comes sure. in right, intelligent, and he's, smart. Right, and, I spoke to him several times. He, there was this, there was this yeah. understated. One guy said to me, "You could tell he was Canadian or Swedish." <laughs> that was one of the comments because you know there, there's there's different. You know, like the Russians tend to be a little untrustworthy like of the process, which is fair, right? They're not conversing in their natural language and people have some preconceived notions. Swedes, generally speaking, everybody likes. They're just, they tend to be really nice and open. The other thing is, they can speak English, right? Um, American kids are are off. The U.S. National Development Program does, I think they coach those kids. They do a pretty, but they show more personality than a lot of the other kids. And then the Canadian kids tend to say little mm-hmm. at the best times, right? But uh, Doc was genuine with his comments, but was effusive in his praise of those around him. And I think that if you're Chicago and you're sitting there, and it doesn't help that he's six four, maybe the other center they were looking at was six foot one eighty, all plays a factor. All right, Texas at six thirty. What do you? What, so you, you would? What would you do with? Uh, what would you do with? Uh, would I you, would. I would. I think that the greatest value that the orders will attain with Pulyarvi is to hang on to him, and uh, let him go if he needs to go to Europe. Go to Europe. If not, come play for the orders. But uh, I guess my feeling is this, Bob. A year from now, two years from now, we're gonna know for sure. Is this kid a player or isn't he? We'd hope to know by now we don't. So I would rather the Oilers find out while maintaining possession of the asset and the player rather than find out when he's playing for some other team that he is a player. Let him find, let him go there. And if, if he goes to Finland and he can't play and you don't get anything for him, well, 
I guess what's the risk right now, Bob? What's he worth in the open market? Is he worth a third rounder? No, he'd be worth a second round pick. You think? Yep. Or, so or, sure a, or a challenge first round prospect. Here we go. I'm not so sure. Let's about go that. to our Heartland Ford text line out in Fort Saskatchewan, which is where Kirby docks from. Uh, hey, uh, Bob, Tim from Edmonton says, do not bring in another problem for Jesse. So, like the kid that's with the Islanders, Josh Hosang, they're saying don't trade. Uh, no chance. No chance, right? Send Jesse to Europe, let the situation cool down. Um, Uh, this text from Gordo out of St. Paul says, send Jesse to go talk to Yeri Curry and maybe talk some sense into him. Um, it's not uh, about talking sense into the player. Sandy Beach, Alberta says, hey, guys, if you can't get a player or prospect for Jesse that has equal or greater value, I'd be more than happy to see Holland stick to his guns and let Jesse go to Europe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if he goes to Europe and establishes himself, does his value not go back up? I guess the risk is if he continues on his current route over there and you get nothing. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Um, I want a GM with a backbone, says Wood, not PC. If I'm Ken Holland, I want my own DNA in the situation based on what's happened here. Unless he's already pretty sure that Jesse's not going to be anywhere near his potential at the NHL level, I'd let Jesse walk and play in Europe. If he bombs out there, he's not going to play anyway. If he figures it out, he's uh, worth... um, Where did it go to? He's worth uh, more now than he was when he left. Time heals all wounds, right? Don't cost us anything from Woody. You're right. Time does heal <laughs> all wounds. Remember that next summer. You can text us at 630, 630. Uh, KDK says, Bob and Mark, I would wait until Paul Yarvey realizes his agent is railroading his career and deal with him again after he fires his agent. I also improve the defense and stop thinking about adding any middle six forwards who are a dime a dozen and wasting on money on a player who will not be able to live up to the team and fans' expectations. But that's just me from KDK. Bob, I, I don't, just to the point there, I don't see the orders adding any defensemen outside of people that no, are already... They no, need, they need to delete defensemen. Yeah, they'll be adding defensemen from inside their own right. organization, like Joel Pearson and uh, Caleb Jones. They would... I, you know what? I still come back to the... Uh, Bob, we all know that it doesn't make a lot of sense buying out Milan Lucic. There's just no value in that for the team. Uh. I think that if you're looking at one buyout on this team, it's Andre Sekra. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, the Don, or the, no, this is just Don, not the Don. Don says, problem with Jesse is maturity. I think moving him for a warm body will work here. Uh, Andresito from Nelson, B.C. Uncle Bob, uh, I would do the Sackick way. Patience, patience, patience. Let him play in Europe. Wait for a good trade. Or maybe you can make amendments, uh, amend the fences at a later date. Uh, out of Fort McMurray, pool party is too slow and takes too much time to shoot the puck. Uh, you wouldn't be able to get enough in return, so keep him and let him solve overseas. Marcel says, out of Edmonton, I'm separating emotion from business uh, going forward. Men f- uh, forces uh, move forward, develop the kid properly. Uh, <laughs> and this text comes from Shane. Hire Kiprasov so he can work with both Koskinen as a Finn and yes, a Poliarvi. Mark, I said this, I know we've talked about this. I actually think that Koskinen bore um 
kind of oversaw Jesse as the season progressed last year too, and that's he had enough of his own issues starting 25 out of 27 games without yeah. having to take on the additional responsibility of being the fin- finished mentor for a struggling player that was obviously towards the end of his time in Edmonton last year before he went for the surgery was exasperated by his situation here. So what I'm seeing here in the text line, and I'm I'm you know is it's about 80 percent saying. Don't trade them unless you get your socks knocked off and let them go. What I'm seeing is the attitude has changed a bit for Paul Yarby yep, in, has for in sure. town. I mean, has for we sure. had a lot of guys. Damn it, he needs to be on the first line right now playing with Connor McDavid. Yep. I will say this. He had a window, first 21 games of the recall in 17-18, nine goals. Nine goals in those first 21 games. He scored seven in his last 90. Yeah, He's lost the traction he had early. And you can't play a player at that level of productivity with him. He, he, he's not earned top six minutes as a result. Connor McDavid gets to play. He doesn't run the show. He doesn't run the dressing room. He doesn't call the lines. But if Connor McDavid wants to play with a guy, he's going to end up playing with him. People complain about too much time for Kajula up there. Connor McDavid liked playing with Drake Kajula. There weren't a lot of better choices. I'm going to give you that. But the reason Kajula kept getting the shot was whenever they met with a coach, Connor would say, well, you know what? Give me Kajula back. That's how it went. If Connor McDavid was saying that, or Ryan Nugent Hopkins was saying that, or, or Leon Dreisaitl was saying that about Pugliarvi, he'd have been playing with those guys. Uh, this isn't me pinning it on those centermen. That's not what I'm doing. But I'm saying they're not telling the coach, hey, I want this guy. This guy's going to make us better. They are not saying that, right? Yeah. They're not saying that. And part of it is just I, I think there was a feel that he didn't take enough time to learn where to be on the ice in video sessions and things like that. And I know that Manny Viveros spent a lot of time with him, basically, yeah. from the time that Hitchcock took over and on. And there's a smart coach doing his best to coach up a player, right? And potentially soon to be uh, with the Ottawa Senators organization. It's 12.58 Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with Spectre and Stoffer with Horse Race in Alberta when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.